Uh, I want to start out this morning with a very disturbing thought. Because that would be a good way to start, right? Yeah? Uh, the easiest person to deceive in your life is in the mirror. You are the easiest person to deceive when looking at the mirror. That's just the truth. And it's very disturbing when you begin to think about it. It shouldn't be this way, uh, but we've talked ourselves into things. We have deceived ourselves into things. We have sold ourselves on some of the worst ideas and poor and terrible decisions that we have ever made. And no one is to blame except the one you see in the mirror. We were there for all of them. Every poor and bad decision, every poor choice, every one of them. In most cases, we are the masterminds of our own greatest regret. That thing that you could think about that, man, I wish I had never. You helped make that happen. You were the one that decided to be a part of that. Financially, relationally, professionally, academically, as I'm saying these things, you're thinking of the things that you did, whatever it was. We've done more to undermine our own progress than any other person on the planet. Any, put them all together. You have successfully stopped yourself more than anybody else. We did it to ourselves. Sure, there was outside influences and pressures and voices in our head, but even then, a reaction is a decision. It is. When we react to something, we're making a choice. Sometimes we might not have all the information. Sometimes it might be really quick. But truth be told, even a reaction is our decision. Like a sales associate in your head that has your voice, it does not have, uh, it has flawed logic, amateur pitches, but we fall for it anyway. You don't even have to be very convincing to lie and to, and to do that to yourself. You don't have to. You can sell yourself on some of the dumbest things. I do it too. So what's up with that? <laughs> what is wrong with us? Why do we do this to ourselves? Why do we mastermind our own regret? So today, we're finishing out the collection, <laughs> Best Practices, um, and this is all advice. It's all advice. It's based on the premise that we've lived long enough to reap the benefits of some good choices, right? You know what that is. But also, that means we've lived long enough to suffer the consequences of some poor choices, some bad decisions that we've made. We all have stories that end with, I'm glad I did, or I wish I had. Along the same lines, we have stories that end with, I'm glad I didn't, or I wish I hadn't, right? This whole collection has been filled with unoriginal advice. It's not moral. It's not ethical imperatives. It's not even solid rules. This is just advice, advice that helps ensure that you don't break the rules that have the potential to break you, break your heart or cause you and keep you broke. This all is advice in the realm of wisdom, and as we've defined our running definition for it through this whole collection, is insights informed by the knowledge that life is connected, meaning that my decisions today affect my tomorrow. 
and the days after, and so on and so forth. It, it shapes tomorrow. One thing leads to another. Every decision we make today shows up in our future. Life is all connected. Your actions affect yourself and others. And all regret in our life is preceded by a sequence of unwise decisions, whether they're yours or somebody else's. Making wise decisions is the best way to avoid unwanted regret. You don't want regret anymore? Make wise choices on the front end, and then you won't have it anymore. Our advice so far has been, Hannah kicked off this collection, and she defined wisdom for us, what that looked like and why we should be after it. But then the first one we talked about was listen, how we should listen. It's a best practice. The next one was forgive. The third one was defer. And then last week, Hannah did an amazing job of talking about how we should, it's a great practice to live audaciously generous. So last but not least, our unoriginal best practice advice in this final installment is truth. Probably the scariest one of them all. One of the ones that you either saw this word and it put fear in you or gave you confidence, right? It's usually when it has to do with other people, it gives you confidence. But when it has to do with you, it hurts a little. You're kind of scared of that word depending on the situation that you're in. So I'm telling you guys today, tell yourself the truth. Tell yourself the truth. Tell yourself the truth about yourself. Tell yourself the truth about why you do what you do. Or why you do, don't do what you ought to do. Or why you won't stop, won't start, or won't finish. Tell yourself the truth when it comes to those things. Why uh, you go there? Or why did you stop going? Tell yourself the truth about why you won't call. Or the fact that you do call. You know, tell yourself the truth. Even if you don't act or change the behavior, tell yourself the truth anyways. Even if the truth doesn't mean that something's going to happen, you just... Tell yourself the truth. Because when you lie to someone, it damages the relationship and puts you at odds with them, even if they don't know it's a lie. You know it's a lie. You put something in between you and them. And it, that's why it's even more confusing to them when they get mixed behavior from you. Because you've already lied. You've put something in between you. When you lie to yourself, you put, yourselves at, put yourself at odds with yourself. You damage your relationship with yourself when you lie to yourself because you're no longer yourself. When you lie to yourself, you're creating a new version of you that does not exist. And so then you're operating in that new version rather than who you really are. You put yourself at odds with yourself. Puts you at odds with others. They know when you're lying to yourself. News flash. You ever been in a friend, like a friend group, and like that one friend comes, and you know they're all kind of they're going through something, and they they say something, and you're all like, we know that's not true, but we're gonna nod our head because it's awkward, you know? You know what I mean? We've all been there, we've all done that, but they know that you're lying to yourself because they've lied to themselves as well. They know what excuses look like. They recognize an excuse when they hear one, like you do too. They know when you aren't telling yourself the truth, but they nod along anyways. Other people see through our lame excuses for why we don't want or uh, what we need to do, keep 
Let me start that over. Other people see through our lame excuses for why we don't do what we need to do or why we won't stop doing what we need to stop. They see right through it. We think that it, it isn't. They, they, we think that we're fooling them, but they truly see through it. But I'll make you a promise today, okay? When you decide to be ruthless, I mean ruthlessly honest with yourself and let go of the pretend you, you will look back and wonder, who was that person that I was being? I don't even recognize who that was because it wasn't real. Because I'm honest with myself now. You will be embarrassed of the person that you used to be, which for some of you might be that person now. You might be that person that you're embarrassed of because you won't be honest with yourself. The people who love you, love you know they're dealing with the pretend you. They know this. It's you in hiding. And they're being patient with you because they know that you're hiding and you're not being honest. It's time to come out of hiding. Become the person God created you to be. When we lie to ourselves, we hide from ourselves. And that is exhausting and unhealthy. You ever told somebody a lie, but then you knew, but they're going to go talk to this person, so I need to add another lie, and then another lie, and then another lie to keep that original lie real and that be the main thing. That is tiring because when you do that, you created an alternate universe that is not real. But you're still who you are, so you also have to operate over here. But somehow feeding this one, I'm exhausted explaining it. It's exhausting to do that. It's very unhealthy. And some of us do that so much, we don't even know what reality is anymore. When we lie to ourselves, we hide from ourselves. It diminishes our potential and gets in the way of our relationships. So here's the bottom line, guys. Listen closely. Stop doing that. Stop it. There isn't a special ritual that you have to do. There's no button you have to push. You don't have to climb a mountain to go talk to a shaman to have permission to do this. You just have to stop. Stop lying to yourself. Quit it. It takes a split-second decision to make the choice I'm not going to lie to myself today. I'm going to be honest about who I am to myself. But I understand it's not easy. We are all naturally born liars. And you're like, hold up, wait a minute. Okay, so let me play this for you. I have never had to. It's never been done to me, and I have not had to do it with my kids. I've never said, son, I need to have a talk with you, okay? It's important principles to life. Number one, lie. Number two, deceive. Number three, make excuses. Number four, blame. When all that fails, blame other people. I never had to do this. It just comes naturally. Nobody had to tell me how to do that. I just already knew how to do it because we are natural liars. We lie to avoid hurting people's feelings. We lie about ourselves to impress not just others but also ourselves. We lie. We, we learn to lie early. Begin, we begin lying to ourselves as very early as well. And there's various theories of, as to why we do this. But nobody would question or argue the fact that we all do it. The fact that nobody has stood up and left right now. 
It's like, not me, you know, except the baby. Um, not me. <laughs> He's like, no, nah, I, didn't, I didn't lie, right? They can't lie yet, I guess. Um, you know, I, not me. I, you didn't storm out of here because you know it's true. You lie. We all do it. Lying to others makes some sense, but we basically lie for three reasons. And before we get into this, some of you thinking like, well, what about to protect you? I'm not talking about when if a robber comes to your house and says, where's your wife? Oh, she's in the back room. It's not locked. She's over there. She doesn't have a weapon either. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying if somebody walks up and says, how much money is in your bank account? Well, I got to tell them because I don't lie. No, I'm not. No, 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 no. That's like 2%. I'm talking about the other 98% of lies that we tell ourselves and tell others. I'm talking about those. The everyday lies that is truly affecting our existence and our future. Not that 1% to 2%. Okay, so we lie basically for three reasons. Okay, number one, we lie to avoid. We lie to avoid pain, shame, rejection, loss, and embarrassment. We lie lie to avoid hurting someone. We lie to avoid uh, work or being caught because we did something. We lie to avoid. The next reason is we lie to protect. To protect our reputation, our relationship, an opportunity, or an income. We lie to protect all of those things. We lie to win. That's another one. We lie to win. We lie to win admiration, respect, or promotion. We lie to win in competition, which is called cheating. Um, Lying makes sense out there, but why do we do it to ourselves? I understand in the real world, when you get out there, there's reasons to lie, and we could justify them and protecting people and all that stuff. But why do we lie to ourselves, though? Why are we trying to protect ourselves from ourselves? Why are we trying to win against ourselves? Why do we do this? Why do we lie to ourselves to avoid? Here's a fun fact. What is the most common adult self-deception? As adults... We lie to ourselves. We're the most, com- most common ones, right? There's three of them, okay? It's how much we actually eat. It's how much we actually drink. It's how much we actually exercise. We lie about this stuff all the time to make ourselves feel better, right? I did it yesterday. We had an action group. We did flooring. I feel like I did 100 squats. My legs hurt really bad, like very sore, rigorous setting in. And, uh, but yesterday I didn't work out, right? But I need to work out. But I lied to myself and saying, oh, that was my workout. It wasn't my workout. It was just hard work, okay? But to make myself feel better that I didn't exercise, I lied to myself and told myself, I think I even said it out loud to Hannah. I lied to Hannah too. I said, oh, that's a workout. You know, you know what I mean? We do this. We lie to ourselves. The same reason we lie to others, We lie to avoid admitting responsibility of our need to change. That's one of the biggest reasons why we lie. Because we do not want to accept the responsibility of our need to change. Because we don't want to change. We lie to avoid, lie to protect ourselves from embarrassing truths about ourselves. And the truth makes us feel more like a loser than a winner. We lie and we protect that. If we feel like a loser, we lie so we can win. Not just with others, but with ourselves. We lie. And the bottom line is, we lie to ourselves to feel better 
about ourselves. We don't like what we're doing. We don't like our image. There's something we want to change, but change is too hard. So we lie to make ourselves feel better about who we are. That's understandable. But lying to ourselves to feel good about ourselves keeps us from doing what we need to do to become ourselves, who God actually created us to be. Because self-deception empowers us to avoid change. Your self-deception empowers you to avoid the change that you need to make. It's as plain as that. It allows us to avoid change that makes us a better version of ourselves. Lying to ourselves actually is self-rejection masked in self-protection. We lie to ourselves thinking that we're protecting ourselves, but what we're actually doing is deceiving ourselves. We're hurting ourselves. We're rejecting ourselves. We don't like who we are, so we lie. It's not healthy. A lie to myself to protect myself. It puts me at odds with myself and others. And sometimes it's easier to lie than try. Have you ever made the statement, I don't care what they think anyways? I've been guilty of that one. Um, I've always been like this. You ever said that? When somebody tells you something they don't like or you know it was friction, you say, well, I've always been like this. I understand that we're born, I'm I'm born with two arms. I've always been like this, right? That doesn't mean I need to use these two arms to hit people, okay? I have it doesn't mean I have to continue to be it. And when you say, I've always been like this, what you're telling the people around you that you're hurting is like, I don't really, I care about myself more than you, so I'm not going to change. I've always been like this. It's a dangerous comment. Or here's the classic one, I'm fine. If you were married, you know this one well, okay? I'm fine is code for I'm not fine. But I'm so not fine, I don't even know how to define it. So I'm just going to say, I'm not fine. I mean, I, no, I'm going to say, I'm fine. I mix myself up. I'm going to say, I'm fine to hopefully get you to leave me alone so I don't have to delve into these feelings that I have and try to define what I'm doing. I'm fine. It has a lot to do with the inflection. I'm fine. Not, I'm fine. You know, it's, I'm fine. Now, that's not, don't try to trick your spouse now by changing the the tone of it. Um, We don't try because we (laughs) never become everything we can be possibly because we don't try. If you tried more, you would be more of who you really are. But we don't want to because change hurts. And we don't change because it's protecting something, right? It protects our ego and our pride. Because lying to yourself means there's an obstacle between you and the people who want to be close to you. Because when you lie to yourself, you put something up that's not real. You're projecting something that's not there. That's not reality. And so they don't even know it, but they're dealing with the fake you. Even if it's a little bit fake, it's still a fake you. And so you're putting something up between them, but you're also doing it to yourself because now you have to uphold that lie. You got to keep it going. In a professional setting, like if you've been a manager or you've ever hired somebody and you've learned, you know, it was evident, right, that they lied to you after you hired them, what do you do? You don't give them a promotion. You fire them. 
You find, like, you don't even want them to come in the next day. You want to text them and say, don't bother. We'll mail you your things because you lied to me, right? So I want you to do something. I want you to fire the liar inside of you. The one that is lying to you on the inside constantly, fire them and hire the honest version of you. Because the fired one only wants to protect your pride and your ego. That's all the, all the one he wants to do, to protect them. Doesn't care about what God has created you to be, doesn't care about the people around you, only cares about your ego and your pride. Fire them. Fire that version of you. Tell yourself the truth, even if it makes you feel bad about yourself. There are worse things than feeling bad about yourself. There really is. And I know that doesn't match up well with what you hear in culture now. Everything's about feelings. I feel this. I feel this way. I feel that. I feel, 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 feel. Feelings lie. If I went by every feeling I had, nobody would like me. Because sometimes I don't feel like dealing with people. I don't feel like letting somebody merge in. I don't feel like letting somebody cut. I don't feel like it. But feelings lie. It doesn't match up. I get it. But there are worse things than feeling bad about yourself. Hanging on to what's bad is worse. Lying empowers us to hang on to the bad sides of ourselves. You justify it and you protect it. Refusing to acknowledge what's bad about ourselves is bad for the people around us as well. Because it's not just hurting you, it's hurting them. You ever lied on a resume and then got the job? And then they want you to do the thing that you lied about? The thing, what happens is, is you can't perform in what they need you to perform in because you lied. And now you've put that company and your coworkers in a position of losing or losing income because you lied. You lied so they passed up the person that knew what they were doing. It doesn't just hurt you, it hurts others. Then there's this. When we aren't honest about why we are doing what we're doing, we have a difficult time taking responsibility for the outcome of our doing. Because we think it's not our fault. You have done such a good job of lying to yourself that you don't even realize you're the problem, you're the reason, you're the bad decision that has put everybody around you in a bad place. You ever wanted to shake somebody when like you're in a bad situation and they are just in total denial that it was their fault, but everybody knows it was their fault and you just want to choke them a little bit, you know? You just want, how do it's you, you did this to everybody. Can you just own it? You don't even have to do anything. We'll fix it. Just own it, right? That's you. It might not be you right now, but it was you and it could be you. That's you. You've done that. I have done that. You can get so deep in your own lies that you, you are oblivious and self-unaware. So, to, so much to the point, you are destroying everything in your path and have no idea because you've lied it all away. Hurts others. The scripture for, that we use for somebody that, that doesn't take responsibility for their outcomes, it's called irresponsible. <laughs> That's what we call them irresponsible. Self-deception results in irresponsibility. 
Our irresponsibility becomes someone else's responsibility. That's the thing about responsibility. Just because you pass it off doesn't mean it disappears. Somebody has to do something with it. So after you lied on that resume and you caused a big problem, you got fired, bummer, right? That company's still in a bad position. That's what happens. This is why leadership is so hard most of the time. Because leaders want to further an organization or a group of people, right? Then one of those people lied to themselves and lied to others and ruined something. They're not going to fix it because they're too busy lying to themselves that it's not their fault. So whose responsibility is it? The person that wants to forward it along. The leader. That's a part of leadership. I'm not saying that you can't do That's just a part of it. If you want to be the leader, you got to take responsibility for things that are not your fault. It just happens. But be nicer to your leaders. Please stop lying to yourself. Be honest with yourself. I guarantee you the leaders in your life, if they're a good leader, and if they're not lying to themselves, they would appreciate the honesty rather than you making an excuse. Because then you can solve it together. So tell yourself the truth. It's just you and you alone. The only person that's going to be embarrassed or have shame is you. Is you. Don't lie to yourself. The moment you begin to behave on what you've discovered and allow truth to settle into your thinking, you become you. You become exactly who God created you to be. Jesus said, tell the truth and it shall set you free. Truth sets us free to be who God created us to be, not the pretend me. You can't fully be alive or you if you keep hiding or lying the real you. You just can't. So quit hiding. Quit lying. Now, you're probably thinking, I sure hope all the self-deceivers are hearing this right now. Yeah, me too, including me and you. It's all of us. We can't worry about what others are lying about. We need to fix our lies first. So, as an equal opportunity offender, I will read this passage to you, and I'm going to ask you some questions, okay? This is Paul's letter to the Christians living in Philippi. Now, if anybody could have benefited by lying, it's Paul. He could have. If he could have flipped the script and said, it wasn't me, they made me do it. I didn't want to hunt Christians. I didn't want to kill them. I wasn't trying to find Jesus and kill him, too. It would have benefited him to lie, but he didn't. And because of that, we have this amazing scripture, these amazing words, letters from Paul, where he is telling the truth, and he talks about how important it is to tell the truth. We go to Philippians 4, 7 through 9. It says, Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So the peace of God is having peace with God and peace with yourself because of it. That's what the peace of God is. It's that peace that doesn't make sense. It's when everything around you is terrible, but you're at peace. It's because you're at peace with God, who's at peace with you. And because of that, you're at peace with yourself. So how do I get there? Here's what you do. This is what Paul lays it out. He says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. He's towards the end of his letter. And he's like, if you missed everything, one final thing. Catch this. Fix your thoughts on what is true. Fix your thoughts on what is true. This is the first thing he says. All right, and so 
everything after this can be because of this, this is what it looks like, all right? So fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and praiseworthy. Basically, what Paul's doing is giving us an equation. He says, here's an equation to living in peace with God. Right here it is. I call it. I always use the dessert analogy. Like so, if you think of your favorite dessert, right, there is an equation to creating that dessert. And if you mess up the equation, it's not going to be any good, right? So if you want it to be sweeter, you add more sugar, not more salt. So it's kind of the same thing in our lives. It's it's logical. He's giving us an equation. Paul is saying this, I want you to measure your thoughts against or align your thoughts with whatever is pure, noble, lovely, and worth celebrating. It's the common principle in your life. Celebrate what you want to replicate. So if you don't want to replicate the negative in your life, quit focusing on it. Tell the truth about it. Fix what you got to fix and move on. Celebrate the good things. We can get so locked into the bad situation, we miss everything good. It's like going to the rodeo, stepping in gum before you get in there, and being mad the whole time because you stepped in gum. You're missing the whole grand experience. It's the same thing we do with our lives individually. Continue on, verse 9, it says, Keep putting into practice all you learn and receive from me everything you have heard from me and saw me doing. He's saying, embrace it, expel anything contrary to it. Because here's his promise. In verse 9, his promise is, then the God of peace will be with you. He didn't just say that you'll have God's peace. He said, the God of peace will be with you. When God is with you, he is too powerful to be anything else. He is only peace because he is all truth. He does not lie to himself or to you. He tells you the truth. So when you have the God of peace with you, no matter where you are going or what situation or circumstances have been presented to you, you are at peace because he is just too powerful for whatever you're facing. Because you thought about what is true and honorable and right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. So do you want to experience the peace of God? You have to expel all the deluded thoughts, all the impure and unrighteous. Embrace what is absolutely true, even if it's not convenient for you. Do you know what you get when you tell yourself the truth about you? You get you. The real you, not the fake you that you're having to uphold, not the lies that you, you, unadulterated, honest and pure you. That's it. That's all. That's what you get. You get the real you, not hidden or partial, not deluded, untruthful, unlovely. You never, you will have peace with God. Then the peace of God who is at peace with you, you allow you to have peace with yourself and ultimately becoming who God created you to be. And if God accepts you without lying <laughs> to himself about you, if God doesn't have to look away or pretend and believe the fake you, then who are you to lie to yourself about you? 
He can only see truth. But he still loves you. Who are you to say, I need to be something else? When we do that, we're basically telling God, this version that you created, that you love, is not good enough. It doesn't measure up what it's supposed to be. So now I have to lie on top of what you've given me, Lord. I don't want to say that to him. I'm a little scared. Um, If God can know everything about you without looking away, then who are you to lie about yourself to you? If your sin, failure, past, or inconsistency doesn't cause God to look away, then you don't need to look away either. Tell yourself the truth. When I need to ask my kids a question, we do this thing in our house called front-loading, okay? Um, So if we knew that it's going to be a hard question, we front-load them. So in talking to my kids, if I feel at any point my question is going to cause them to want to protect themselves, uh, lie to protect themselves, lie to win, uh, all all these things, if if, if anything is going to cause them to be dishonest with me, I front-load them and I say, hey, I'm going to ask you a question, but know this that it'll be a lot less worse on you if you just tell me the truth. Just tell me the truth. Because if you lie to me, make me think it's truth, and I continue on this path, the truth is going to get found out. And it's going to be much worse on you. So just tell me the truth. It'll be better. We can fix it and solve it together because we make mistakes, right? Front-loading. So I'm telling you the same thing right now. I'm about to ask you a series of questions. Don't answer them out loud. Don't text me. Don't email me, okay? I don't want to know the answer to these questions. You need to know the answers to these questions to yourself. But I'm going to ask you these questions, and it might trigger something inside of you. Lean on it. Dig further. Figure out why it triggered something in you. So not all of these questions are going to apply to you. Not all of them are going to trigger something, but some of them most likely will, all right? Again, don't yell at your answer, but I'm going to give you about a dozen questions, but listen to them. Listen, okay? Here we go. This time, tell yourself the truth, okay? Don't lie to yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror when you go home and tell yourself the truth. First question, why are you avoiding blank? Person, place, job, situation, conversation, why are you avoiding it? You know you've been avoiding it, but why are you avoiding it? Why do you keep putting that off? Whatever that thing is that you're going through, why do you keep putting that off? Why don't you go to the doctor? You know something's wrong. You feel it. Something doesn't feel right. Why don't you go to the doctor? Be honest with yourself. Here's a good one. Who do you get dressed for in the morning? When you choose to project an image of yourself, who are you doing it for? Who? Why did you move in? Why are you moving out? Big life decisions that nobody makes easily, but we lie to ourselves about why. Why did you do it? Why won't you get help? You know you need help. Why won't you do it? Be honest with yourself. Why won't you get help? Why won't you go see a counselor? There's so many reasons why we disqualify the need for a counselor, but you know that you need one. Why? It has nothing to do with the counselors. I can tell you that. 
Why? Think you know better? You think they can't help you? Why? Really answer that. Why do you continue to go out with him? Why do you continue to go out with her? Why did you file for divorce? Why are you taking that job? Why are you quitting that job? Answer them. Tell yourself the truth of why you're doing it. Why do you make up reasons to call, not to call, or call too much? Why is that? Why won't you tell her the truth about what's going on? Why won't you tell him the truth about what's going on? Why are you hiding? Why won't you go back and finish school? What are you afraid of in life? What makes you hesitate to take a step forward? Why doesn't Bill mind his own business? <laughs> I ask myself the same question. To any of those questions, and I might not have hit yours, but you find any friction, anything that's hard in your life, when it comes to generosity, why aren't you generous? Be honest with yourself. When God provides an opportunity for to give to somebody, to help somebody, and you say, well, they're just going to do this with it, or they're going to do that with it, why aren't you getting creative in helping them? Why? Tell the truth. Most often not, you'll find that I just don't want to be taken advantage of. There could be a slew of reasons, but ask yourself, why? Tell yourself the truth. Lies lose their power when brought into the light. When a lie is exposed to the truth, lie can't exist anymore. One of the things that we do at Village Heights that I'm very proud of, and if it would have killed us, I still would have been proud of it. In the first few months of us planting, it's very hard to plant a church in the Heights. It takes a lot of money, a lot of, even the people that have a lot of money that come try to plant, it's still very hard to plant a church in the Heights. And when we got started, you know, it was difficult, right? And then we decided, you know what? Even if we go down in six months and we have to close up shop, we're going to go big or go home, okay? Instead of us trying to play church and act like everything is fine, you know what we're going to do? We're going to use the resources that we have, the people that we have, to go attack one of the darkest lies that our city has ever experienced. And at the time, which is not really now, we kind of know about it because of truth, exposing, right? It was human trafficking. We had no idea that we were the largest hub in all of America for human trafficking, that we might not all happen here, but it all comes through us. And we could pinch it off and stop it but we're too busy going, that's too ugly. I don't want anything to do with that. I'm just going to act like it doesn't exist. We were lying to ourselves, lying to others. A lot of people knew about it, but they were lying because they didn't want to deal with it. But thankfully enough, there was organizations, faith-based, led by God, led by the Holy Spirit to go and attack these areas, to put the presence of God out of there, bring light to it, and we jumped in with them. If it would have killed us, it would have been worth it. And thankfully, because of the, I'm not saying it's because of us, we had no idea what we were doing. We would have have been like, how do we, I don't know, we get a katana sword and go through brothels? I don't know, what do you do? How do you handle this situation, right? But they knew. And they helped us fight against one of the darkest secrets, to shed light, to bring truth, 
because those that were benefiting from human trafficking, they wanted to stay in the dark. They wanted, that's where they thrived. As long as you didn't know the truth and you turned a blind eye, they could keep doing what they were doing. But because there were some brave men and women that we got to help push them forward, there are men, women, boys, and girls who have not had to suffer because of that. There's things in your life that you are suffering from because you keep lying to yourself. Let the truth set you free. Even if it hurts, even if it doesn't make you feel good, even if it's not even the best light for yourself, if if it's negative towards you, do it anyways. Because it will set you free. It's the best practice to all best practices. If you do this well, everything that we've talked about in the past five weeks, you will excel at. Because you tell the truth. Jesus said, you will be free indeed. So please, I am begging you, stop lying to yourself. Tell yourself the truth. You know what it is. I got things in my life that I need to tell myself the truth about. So do you. And watch what God does and feel the peace Because he's not just going to give it to you. He will literally be with you. Let's pray. God, you performed the ultimate truth. When you sent your son Jesus to be with us. When Jesus, when you got here, all you did was truth. You told us the truth. You showed us the truth. You performed the truth. And now we get to build off of that. And you called us to gather and be truth tellers in your name, to constantly be bringing, it's the church. We got to become the church, the ultimate, ultimate opportunity to be the truth tellers. Lord, now we don't always get it right. We've gone wayward sometimes, Lord, but ultimately in us, and I can't speak for other churches, I can't speak for other believers. All I can do is ask the people in this room, the souls in this room and in this church to be the ultimate truth tellers, even when it doesn't benefit us even when it might hurt us, to tell the truth because the truth is where you shine. The truth is where Jesus really is. And so right now, Lord, I pray that we have nothing but truth for ourselves, that whatever lie, that we've masked in a lie and a lie and a lie and another lie, that we don't even know what the truth is, I pray that you would blaze a trail for us to find the truth, that you would, Holy Spirit would speak to us and shine that area, the place where we've been hurting others and ourselves because of our lies, and we begin to tell the truth in them. So Lord, empower us individually to make that happen. Lord, and as a church, as a body of believers that come together, I pray that we never stray away from the truth, that we are honest about who you are and honest about your design for our lives and honest to ourselves. Lord, bless as we stride forward in truth. I thank you for Village Heights. Give us the courage and power to do so. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.